0: too drawn out i am brooke and
1: i'm chase your other co-host i'm excited to be here today yes. what are we talking about today today we're doing our first double feature Ooh, no short this week just double feature back to back yep. well almost we're gonna take a break in the middle to talk to you yeah um so we just finished the film saludos amigos which was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen Saludos Amigos, uh, it is available to rent on Amazon. So we got our <laughs> hands on it. iTunes, too. iTunes as well. Okay. Um, you want to preview this? Have you, had you yes. seen it before?
0: No, I had not. Okay,
1: me neither. So this was fun. Just a brand new experience. I actually didn't know anything about it when we sat down to watch it. Could I have researched it before? Maybe. That's okay, because I did. <laughs>
0: so basically um, this movie and then the other one in our double th- feature were made because ultimately because the US government owned basically owned and ran the Walt Disney Studio during the war Walt was in some big debt their facility was right next to Boeing it just made sense and so the, the US State Department commissioned uh, Disney Nelson Rockefeller was the coordinator of Inter-American Affairs at the time um, they were worried about South and um, like South and Central American governments getting too close to the Nazis on the eve of the war and so they commissioned Disney to take a group to do a goodwill tour of South America and said well you know and if you get any ideas for movies we'll pay for it out of pocket out of our out of our government we'll give you a government budget for it which Walt was not in a position to say no to at all so they spent like three months in um, Mexico and in South Amer- and South Central America, and Saludos Amigos was the one that came out first.
1: Um, so this is a reminder, we're in the 40s, mm-hmm. um, so this film is 1942, and then the next one we're watching is 43. Yep. Um, well, it's
0: fun, because, um, well, it, it came out in 1943 for the U.S. premiere in Boston, but it came out in 42 um they had their um their world premiere in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, that's so fun. Or, or if you're or if you're into Portuguese, Rio de Janeiro. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I I like languages and I try to be nice about it, but like Brazilian Portuguese just confounds me. <laughs> Portuguese in general confounds me. <laughs> Well, so,
1: that's interesting, like, it premiered in Rio de Janeiro, uh-huh. um, and it has such strong roots in culture, so, like, yeah. we've talked a lot about the racism that's come up in the films we've watched, and so I was really nervous about it? watching a Disney film called Saludos Amigos that came out in the 40s, um, it wasn't yeah. as bad as that.
0: thought. well, because it, it, it was meant to, it was meant to be shown in the U.S. and in there and make everybody feel better about each other. Yeah. Which, and I and I think it did a pretty good job at that.
1: Yeah, it was very much a real representation of culture and very intentional yeah. about like, hey, here's another culture and here's some cool stuff about it. Like, they, they highlighted the mm-hmm. language, the food, the dance and the dress and the music which are some of, like, the key things mm-hmm. when you learn about a culture. It wasn't, like, here's a fun tourist yeah. spot or tourist thing to do while you're in South America, yeah. other than carnival. Yeah, but, when
0: I was researching, um, there, was, uh, there was a quote from a film historian um, who said uh, who said that Saludos Amigos did more to cement a community of interest between peoples of the Americas in a few months than the State Department had in 50 years. <laughs> I mean, like, that that makes a lot
1: of sense, like film is a form of art that is also a form of mass communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this film just did a really good job like communicating something that might not have been accessible to someone yeah. any other way. Yeah, so that's kind of the history of the film. Unless there's anything else you want to add to the history.
0: No, that's 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 the most of it. Um, okay. And so you get basically the way that this film is done is that you get some documentary style Live action shoots, and then there are four animated shorts kind of interspersed in them. Yeah, which I thought that was
1: interesting uh, thinking about it being 1940 and how I want. 1942. I wonder what it would have been like if Disney had just said, here's four animated shorts inspired by South America, mm-hmm. and it hadn't had the framing of like the documentary mm-hmm. and we're like following the artists around and here's the artist. I wonder how it would have been received.
0: Probably not as well because I think that it was a really effective way of doing it because it shows real footage of the places, the real people of the countries that they toured. And then there, they did some really cool things too, like um, kind of, you know, they showed the artists working Yeah, that was there, fun. And then they probably things that were uh, bits that were shot at the studio later of the artists like sketching the things that they saw like it looked it looked like a professional like art art yeah yeah setup. they
1: definitely had done like a it was multiple intercut studies with yeah setups yes yes and it was it was beautiful <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun um this is our first Mary Blair credit right
0: I th- actually like I th- I remember reading somewhere that she did a little bit on Dumbo but yeah I think this is her first credit
1: yeah. So that's kind of fun. Because um, we,
0: we stand Mary Blair in yes. this house. <laughs>
1: um, shall we just dive in short by short? Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, first I want to make an overall note. So I mentioned like the frame. Um, the other overall note, this film is ridiculously bright in mm-hmm. a way that we haven't seen yet. Like yeah. As beautiful as Bambi was, it was very muted in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And the bright was intentionally dramatic. This was bright overall, and it looked very much... Um, I know we watched a goofy short within this, but it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of um, setting up your home theater goofy yeah. short, which is what like the nineties two thousands short. Maybe it's an, it's like a it's a much more recent short, but it had the same vibe, the yeah. same color, the same sort of movement. Well,
0: and you can tell that it had a really big budget behind it because, like we were talking about, like if we didn't know this was the forties, we might have guessed that this was animated in the eighties.
1: Yeah, no, it just it's so different. It has none of that washed out look, mm-hmm. the fuzzy animation lines. Mm-hmm. Dumbo has a lot of places we were like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just not as cleaned up as other animated yeah. films, but this film is cleaned up immaculately.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Rockefeller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, uh, let's dive into the first Short. Lake Titicaca, mm-hmm. um, which is a Donald short. Which is fun. Um, very which, fun.
0: I think this is this is the first thing that we have watched that has our modern idea of Donald. Yes, and Goofy for that matter. And Goofy, yes.
1: Um, which I thought was interesting, and I kind of wondered, I'm like, oh, so when did Donald and Goofy become like the stars? Because this is ten years after the shorts that we've yeah. watched. So within ten years, Donald and Goofy became iconic enough um, in mm. that color palette to be featured in this film. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it doesn't sound like this is their first feature. Yeah. Um, well, it is their first feature in that it's a feature film. Yeah. But it's not their first...
0: Like, starring roles. Yes,
1: yes. Um, which, we can talk more about that when yeah. we get to the last one. Um, but the, so the first one's Donald, and he's a tourist at Lake Kikaka. In and Peru. In Peru, yes. Um, so there's lots of llamas, mm-hmm. and they did do the correct yama pronunciation, mm-hmm. which was fun for me. Yes. <laughs> um, although they only did it once, they're just like the llama or the yama, and then it was a llama for the rest of the short, yes. and I was disappointed.
0: Yeah. I, I liked the, um, the the film, the documentary thing before that, because it showed like kind of native, you know, like, like Inca life. Yeah. And you could tell, like, oh, these are real people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and they were drawn like real people. They weren't cari- I don't. I didn't perceive them as caricatures at all. No, I mean, there's
1: something um, about animation where you have to simplify features um, because of this. Like that's what yeah. animation is. Um, I don't know if you would call what they did caricature. Yeah. Um, maybe you could. Again, they're we mm-hmm. both white. Yeah. Um, but it felt really good, and it was just nice to just see like, oh, we're drawing what we see, not. <laughs> What we think we see
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is a very different experience uh, yeah. from other animated shorts we've watched. Yes, <laughs> I loved the color in the short, and they mentioned in the documentary they're like the colors of the clothing that they mm-hmm. wear in Peru is very very bright and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, I like the insertion of Donald as a tourist. Yes.
0: Um, and they kind of make fun of him as a tourist, yes, too. Yes. <laughs> like, the, he's running around with his camera, he's, like, up, like, trying to take a picture of, like, an Inca baby po- poking out of, like, the, the papoose, and that's not the right term, but um and then the baby pulls out his camera <laughs> takes a picture of Donald. It's like oh look at that it's 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 Lilo it's Lilo 50 years before <laughs> 60 years before Lilo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um that was very very fun, and then he does a bunch of silly things. So they're like, "Here's a cultural thing," and Donald mucks it up because mm-hmm. he's a tourist, um, and of course loses his temper because he's <laughs> Donald Duck. So already, like, apparently Donald's temper has <laughs> been established as a recurring trope. Mm-hmm. So I really want to like go back into some other Donald shorts and see where that came yeah. from because we certainly didn't see that in the Wise Little Hen.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's fun. I don't know about you, but like, there are parts with the way that the like the expressions that the llama was making, you could kind of see the beginnings of the caterpillar in Alice wonderland ah, interesting like, like that's 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 like the the early like that that that's one way that i could tell like oh yeah this is definitely a mary blair credit because ah. you can see some of the beginnings of like of some some of these other characters
1: huh i've never seen alice in wonderland so wait are, are you kidding <laughs> no
0: what oh my gosh
1: <laughs> that's an <obvious> audience like <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, okay. Scene... Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Alice and Bambi are like the two classics that I missed for somehow. Just never had them on VHS, never had them to watch over and over again. So. What? Okay. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> so, Donald Rides a Llama. The Llama is very well animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very fun.
0: Yeah. And I, I liked... um like, Donald in the, in, like, the native poncho and headgear. And mm-hmm. hmm This
1: llama... We're gonna compare it to something else, very different from *Emperor's New Groove*.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, definitely a totally different style llama, which yeah, is yeah, interesting. But the same attitude. Yes, absolutely the same <laughs> and, attitude. And, the,
0: and, it, and then the documentary before they were they were showing like the artist like kind of doing sort of a caricature of the llamas and like a llama can make you feel very unimportant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love they're drawing them, like glasses on the llama to make it look like it's like looking down at you like I'm a fancy llama. Who do you think you are? Which I don't. I've met llamas before, they're very soft. No, alpacas are the very soft yeah, ones. Yeah,
0: llamas are mean.
1: Llamas are mean. Well, alpacas aren't very nice either. But um, Don't
0: tell alpaca forms. <laughs> <laughs> Most large animals
1: are just not nice. Like, let's be real. Cows are nice because they don't know any better. Everything else that is big is mean. <laughs>
0: That's true. Sorry, horse girls. <laughs>
1: Horses have a lot of attitude, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway. Oh, and
0: one thing that I thought was funny was Donald almost immediately got altitude sickness.
1: <laughs> that was very funny. Oh, that's another really thing. The interaction between narrator and character, mm-hmm. we haven't seen that yet. And mm-hmm. I thought that was very fun. Um, and that's clearly in a. As a trope that's established, I know, because I've seen it in later shorts, mm-hmm. um, I don't know when this became a norm, because everything else we've seen mm-hmm. has been very silly symphony where they're just kind of singing a song and telling us a story, or playing music and telling yeah. us a story. Um, so it was fun. To well, have,
0: like, I, I know that's something that's going to come up in our next um, wartime shorts. Right,
1: right, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Um, was there a narrator in
0: Moose Hunt? I have forgotten. No.
1: No, Okay. Um, Yeah, so we haven't seen the narrator and character interacting yet.
0: We haven't watched any shorts from the late 30s, have we? Um,
1: No, I think everything's been early 30s. Moose Hunt's 31, Wise Hunt's 34. Yeah, everything's been 32 for Whoopi Party. Flying Mouse, I think, was 34. So everything has been 34 or earlier. Um, So... We are due to Mm -hmm. jump into the 40s, which we'll do next week. Yeah. Um, We'll jump into the 40s for shorts. Anything else about llamas? No, I... (laughs) It was fun. Yeah, I really appreciated um, Donald doing the tourist tropes. Mm -hmm. It was nice. So the next one is a very, very cute little short. Mm -hmm. It's called Pedro. Pedro, and Pedro is a plane. We have hopped down to Chile. Yes, um, so with each short there's a new transition mm-hmm. in the documentary. Um, I really liked this one. It was a different introduction than any of the other ones, because mm-hmm. it was just the, like, hey, the artists are on a plane, and they didn't know what to do, so they did what artists do, and they drew.
0: So as they were flying over the Andes, they came up with a little plane character.
1: <laughs> I just think that's such an interesting... Um, one of my friends mentioned to me, they're like, yeah, I was at a drink and draw, blah, 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 and, like, continue their story, and I was like, wait, what's a drink and draw? And they're like, oh, you drink, and then you all draw a character, or, like, and then you, like, come up with little stories and stuff, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds, like, so much fun. Like, I used to do that with poetry, and I didn't realize that artists did it, too. But then I was thinking, like, if I was, like, a bunch of Disney artists on a plane, what else are you gonna do other than, like, trade, like, draw little planes, and, like, make Mm -hmm. a story about it. It was very, very fun, and it felt very, um... I don't know, it was just cool that you could see the inspiration for the story in something really simple. Um, And then I love, like, they showed the, the sketches that the artists did while they were flying over the Andes and, like, the paintings of scenery. Mm-hmm. And then it was cool to see that incorporated into the short. Mm-hmm. I saw the shot and I was like, oh, oh, I'm writing that down. That was a good shot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so
0: Pedro is a little plane who lives on an airfield in Santiago mm-hmm. with his papa and his mama, <laughs> and I really appreciated the accents on their on each of their individual hangars.
1: <laughs> and their job is to fly the mail mm-hmm. over the Andes Mountains
0: over to Argentina. Like so, it's a Santiago to Mendoza run, and which made me pumped because my brother lives in Mendoza. <laughs> Mom
1: and Dad can't do it. The animation on the planes was actually very fun. It was very cute. Um, yeah this may be the only animated plane short we watch. We'll see how we feel when we get to planes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> and
0: so he's a little plane and he has to make the mail run himself and he gets oh no, he's too close to Aconcagua, Akwana- <laughs> the, the, the big, really really big, big male, mountain. Uh, yeah, he's got like a bully face and and Storms I re- and one th- little thing that I appreciated was that like all of the like The labels on, like, his altimeter and, like, the things in the schoolhouse, they were all in Spanish. Like, they should have been. The schoolhouse
1: word was my favorite because it was, like, gato, ñama, era. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I love this. Yes. (laughs) That was really fun. And Um, then
0: he's coming back from Mendoza and he chases a vulture into the mountain. And, oh, no, Aconcagua. And then there's a storm and, yikes, he's dead. (laughs) Psyche!
1: Um, So he makes it back home safely and delivers the mail. And they
0: fly happily ever after. Yay! Um, There were a couple
1: interesting things for Pedro that I thought were... Because I was thinking, like, this is 1942, right? So this is wartime. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first thing I noticed was, like, when Pedro is chasing the vulture, he's got his little wheels up, and they're making, like, the clicking noise, like the machine gun. Um, Like, he's playing at being a soldier, And then the minute it cut to, like, the parents waiting at home, looking like their boy wasn't coming back from his mission, I was like, oh my god, this is a very real feeling for a lot of parents in America right now. This is... Oh, man! It was really, really interesting. That was totally over my head! (laughs) Um, and then, like Pedro comes back, but like you don't even know if he's okay at first. Like the music is lighthearted; you're like, "Oh, he's yeah. probably fine." But it was just that was a really um, intensive moment, and it was very obvious that the real experience of like yeah. parents missing their children must have been like an influence on the animators. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was it, like just an oddly serious one of like, "Oh, yeah. this is real. Like this isn't a silly plane story anymore." <laughs> Um, yep.
0: So then we go, you know, look out Buenos Aires and then <laughs> and then it's like, check it out. Buenos Aires is a modern city. <laughs> are Argentinians just are people are they just people like Americans? Because they were dressed very fashionably, there were skyscrapers, like it just looked like a modern city, which I guess was not something that Americans expected. Right, right. Of, of South America at the time. I guess oh, like kind even, of, today. Kind of, <laughs> even today. Even today. I was gonna compare it more to how people see um, Africa, Africa, yeah. yeah, because people at least know that like they expect Buenos Aires and Rio de Janeiro to be cities.
1: Yeah, like but, but I'm imagining at the time. Well, I remember reading a book when I was. I uh, must have been elementary school. I love the Nancy Drew books. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one where she goes to China. And I remember there was, like, a comment, and they are like, oh, everyone's dressed in Western clothes. And, of course, like, at the time I was like, why is everyone in China dressed like a cowboy? Uh, <laughs> but then, like, a year later I was like, I understood, like, oh, they mean, like, American clothes. Um, and I was like, as I read the book, I was like, wait, did people think that everyone in China just wore Chinese clothes? Like, even I as a kid knew... That mm-hmm. people dress. Tra- I don't know, it was just really interesting. Yeah. Um, a different kind of world. Yeah. Um, we just like, I guess we don't realize how far imperialism has stretched. <laughs> Maybe we don't like to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, either way, big modern city of Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then it goes from the city out to the plains, uh, and they, they've got the animators at, like, a dinner, they've got a traditional asado, and, like, uh, I highly recommend the, the documentary Todo Sobre al Asado, um, literally all about the barbecue, um, <laughs> about the culture of Argentine barbecue, which is, ugh. I'm very jealous of my brother living in Mendoza right now because all they're feeding him is asado and pasta. <laughs> <laughs> that of course, sounds we, like a dream. We have to send him care packages with rice and beans and tortillas and spicy foods and all the foods that he's used to in California, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, this, okay, so this was the first short where I was like, oh, I sense a bit of racism, but it was American centered in that it was like the North American cowboy versus the South American gaucho. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "Uh, actually, North American cowboys are largely black and Hispanic." Yep. <laughs> oh, here but, we see that Western romanticism. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, which was well in swing. Like oh, absolutely. The, Let's like like 1850s. John 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 Wayne was. Was oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, Still the big yeah. guy. Well, and, even the. Um, and he was still kind of hot at the time, too. Yeah, yeah. I've have been you te- seen sh- have I, what, what, early what? stills of John Wayne in his first movies? It's insane. <laughs> he was like real hot once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my. Um. But even like the early novels in the eighteen, like the late eighteen hundreds, yeah. were very much like romanticizing the West oh, and yeah. the travel, um, and so that was like, which I guess that makes it interesting that like, it's easy well, to be responsive to cultures abroad because it's new and it's different, yeah. and so you can be respectful. But at home, you feel like you know everything,
0: yeah.
1: Um, even if you don't yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, know and everything. it's funny
0: too because many, 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 many Argentinians are of, like, Argent- Argentina is a lot more white than other parts of South America. Mm. There was a time when, if you're from Italy or Poland or whatever, it was like, well, do, if I need to leave to make a better life, do I want to go to the United States, do I want to go to Mexico, or do I want to go to Argentina? And a lot of them went to Argentina. Mm. So, so.
1: Yeah. That yeah. was just, that was an interesting moment where I was like, oh, white North American, not that Goofy's white, I know mm-hmm. that. A lot of other... We don't don't know. We don't know. Goofy is certainly whatever Goofy wants to be, honestly. Yeah. But it was very much intentional, like, this white American cowboy versus like the Argentinian Plains mm-hmm. cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, but El Gato Goofy was, you get another good interaction between yes. narrator and character. Yes. And you you um you also get the good I- irony of the narrator saying one thing, oh yeah, the cowboy does this and this and that, when it's really the, to his horse and then the horse is doing it to him.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the other interesting, so like, because they transplanted Goofy, like uh-huh. physically they're like, he's from Texas and now we're putting him in Argentina, you had that tourist vibe Mm again, so I felt like they were able to be, like, here's a silly symphony, Mm -hmm. in that, like, here's a silly short, where the character is goofy, no pun intended, (laughs) um, and messes things up, and just has shenanigans, Mm -hmm. without feeling like you're insulting an actual gaucho. Yeah. Um,
0: so that was kind of cool. And so they get him, like, okay, this is the, this is the, we gotta take off your, you know, your, your, uh, Texas cowboy costume, <laughs> and you gotta put on your gaucho costume, and then you gotta, you know, it's not the regular leather saddle, it's the, you know, layers of blankets and things, and...
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was really cool. Um. To see, like, it was very much like, hey, it's basically the same thing, but it's also very different. Yeah,
0: and then they did they did some other really cool things, like, they, they showed Goofy doing an asado, and... Yeah. Um, and they And they did, um, like, the slow motion kind of, like, lassoing the emu things, and... Um, they, I love the slow, mo- they backed it up and did it in slow motion and had a different <laughs> outcome.
1: <laughs> that was very funny. And then they like sped it up and the narrator's voice got all high pitched at the end. It was great. It was very funny.
0: And then they um, had the like the display of traditional dances. And, mm-hmm.
1: That was really cool. It was a
0: blast.
1: Yeah. The other thing that was really interesting from a technical perspective, the scene transitions in this short were absolutely unique. I was Oh, like, they were oh, we- fun. Yeah. Like the set would like like, so Goofy would be on the planes, and then they're going to move sets. So the set would come on to the screen and, like, from the side and push the characters yep. off stage. Um, the other one was there was like a diagonal that pushed Goofy off stage. And then there was one where the scene just like folded up into a little square mm-hmm. in the middle. And I was like, the animators were just having fun. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, this was another one. Like, it highlighted food, dance, dress, music, everything. It was really cool. Um... To see that, like, exploration of culture.
0: And then he dances so hard that he's launched back into Texas. Or <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> he lands in the water trough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that one was really fun. Um, it was also really fun. This one was framed with the animators visiting, like, mm-hmm. Gauchos. Um, and they went to the animation studio in Buenos yeah. Aires, yeah. which is where they were inspired to do Gauchos, mm-hmm. um, by Melina Campos. It mm-hmm. seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I really liked the, um, actual footage of yeah. the dancing and the gauchos, mm-hmm. um.
0: And, and then the narrator in that one went out of the way to, like, say it, to point out similarities and, like, yeah, doesn't this, like, it's not, it's not like the modern Argentine tango. it's like a traditional folk dance, and hey, doesn't it look like our western square dance? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And then, um, and he, I think he even
1: mentioned it was inspired by, like, or it was folk dance, but yeah. he connected it to the steppe. Yeah. Um, tribes, people. Yeah. People is probably the better word. Yeah. But there's one other thing I was going to add on to that, but I don't remember, so I guess we'll move on without it.
0: Brasil, Brasil, Brasil. <laughs> <laughs> and so our last bit is in Brazil. They went to Rio de Janeiro and they went to Carnival and they they had a you know they were able to show the parade because it was 1940s Carnival parade and not a modern Carnival parade. Which, modern carnival parades are so great. But it's not necessarily something that, you know, a conservative family company would put in a conservative family movie.
1: (laughs) That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, It was interesting. I felt like it was... I was surprised that the short for this one was so abstract. Yeah, because the documentary was so much like, here's the great color of the city of Rio de Janeiro, and we haven't had a short that had like city or vibrancy yeah. in that
0: way. And so it and was like, they didn't and do that. with the kind of, of the talked short. about Carnival, and it was like, yeah, and, you know, they come up with lots of new songs, and people wanted their Carnival song to be a hit, and so they're like, let's play Carnival song. Yeah. Which is called Acarela. Do Brazil, mm-hmm. um, which is literally watercolor of Brazil, Bra- of Brazil. Brazilian yeah. watercolor, whatever.
1: Um, it was a beautiful short. It was
0: beautiful. Um, yeah. And so you've got the song, which is great.
1: It's like an and animated paintbrush that's filling in the scene so as we yeah, watch. And
0: you, you get jungle, and then you get city, and then at the end you have Donald, and then we have our new character, José Carioca, mm-hmm. which and Cari- um, my, my, my dad, who lived in Sao Paulo, which is just south of Rio de Janeiro... Um, for a couple of years, he told me that Carioca is, like, the name of some... It's, like, the name of... Like, it's what you would call somebody from Rio de Janeiro. It's, like, he, his name is basically... Like, if he were kind of an American character, he'd be, like, Joe New York.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Okay, I did not know that. So yeah. that's really fun. Okay, so his name is Joe Rio de Janeiro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll say Carioca, yeah. And so... And I love it because, like, so they kind of paint him in and, like, he and Donald introduce themselves to each other and then he's like, you're Donald Duck, you're Donald Duck! (laughs) And he gets so excited, he just starts talking in that rapid-fire... Portuguese. (laughs) Portuguese That like, it makes me so mad, but I love it. And (laughs) Uh. and then, um, eventually, like, they're like, okay, let's do a samba! And, um, And so they're doing, they're kind of dancing a samba and Jose is like... He's got, he's got this, like, uh, parasol thing, and he's playing flute on it, and then he grabs Donald's hat and turns it to an accordion, and Donald's trying to play the umbrella <laughs> flute, and it doesn't work. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> it's Donald Duck. <laughs> is it safe to say, then, that Donald is white? <laughs> so, okay, so this is
1: something that we'll have to talk about more in the next film, because Donald is in so, uh, the, Three the Three Caballeros. So I know that a lot of people are like, well, Donald's... Like considered Mexican because he's in the Three Caballeros. first. no, for no some but they people. no,
0: they created a Mexican, another Mexican character.
1: Really? I don't know. I, okay, I'm excited. I've never seen the Three Caballeros. Okay, this is just from like conversations about culture that I've had. Um. So, but like we see tourist Donald, and then we see like Donald from Hollywood, where he is like. A yeah. quote white Hollywood star yeah. like so this would be very interesting. Yeah. To watch. I'm excited to watch the yeah. three Caballeros and, and,
0: next. Yeah, and, and then so they do the samba, and then he takes him to a cafe. Um, Jose gives Donald like uh, cachaça, which is like a traditional like Brazilian liquor, and then I just
1: love that Donald's like
0: soda pop. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Donald, no you Donald, can't. You smell it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like so. It's a, I guess it's like it would spicy uh, yeah it's kind of spicy like he blows fire and lights Jose's cigar <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they're dancing and it gets a little more abstract again and then keeps they go back to singing the uh, Acadela del brasil and then the end the end and, and i really like i liked it a lot more than i thought i was going to
1: yeah it was a lot of fun um I'm glad we're combining this one with Three Caballeros. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good choice, um, because this one really was like watching Four Little Shorts. Yeah, and Um, then we're going to watch Four More Little Shorts. Yeah, so it'll be fun. I like that this one felt very Silly Symphony, which is kind of fun to see one of these, like, oh, it's in color, and it's so stylized and exciting, Um, and sambas are great to dance to. If I wasn't sitting down in a chair, I would have been up dancing. Well, um, you
0: know, we've (laughs) talked a lot about, like, how Disney stuff is better than kids. My uncle and my cousins are here visiting and my cousin started dancing. Yep. <laughs>
1: it was also fun listening your cousin laugh at all the little goofs that were yeah. happening. I was like, like, I thought this was funny, and then your cousin just outright laughs. I'm like, oh, that's right, that's what it was like to be a child and expressive. Yeah. <laughs> to feel things. <laughs> Rather than just comment on them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, re- I did also really enjoy this film. It was a nice... Um, it very, very much was like, hey, we're some animators. We visited Brazil, and yeah. we made some cool stuff from Brazil, and it was really fun. Yeah. And it gives credit to where it
0: came from, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was great. Yeah, and Three Caballeros is more um, is going to be more Central America and Mexico, and so I'm pumped.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I've never seen Saludos Amigos, or well, now I have, but I've mm-hmm. also never seen yeah. Three Caballeros.
0: No, and um, I we we I rented these ones for our watching today, and it's one that I will definitely consider buying in the future because. It's fun and it's quick, and well, and I'm glad that um, iTunes rentals last so long because I'm like, okay, I have to show this to my dad. (laughs) Because he will appreciate, he will at least appreciate the Brazil parts. And I know what I'm going to write to my brother in my letter (laughs) this week. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to show him, like, uh, Goofy in his gaucho costume eating asado. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, So so that's what we thought of Sludus
1: Amigas. We're going to go watch three caballeros now, Um, so we'll see you on the other side of that. Adios! Caballeros? That
0: was different.
1: <laughs> definitely different. Which one do you prefer? Saludos Amigos. Mm. Mm. I, that's, there
0: that's were definitely things me. I liked about this one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I enjoyed this one, but I think I like Saludos Amigos better. Mm-hmm. I like the first half of this one a lot. Mm-hmm. In the second half, I kind of lost interest.
0: Yeah, there were... I have read about tone differences between the two of these, but this was very stark. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot bigger than we were expecting.
1: Yeah. The start of its um, fun, Donald gets a present. Did you notice when Donald's birthday was? Donald's birthday is Friday the 13th. What month? We don't know. It's just Friday the 13th. (laughs) Every year, when there's a Friday the 13th, it's Donald's birthday. (laughs) He ages oddly.
0: (laughs) Um, Just like he talks. (laughs) Yeah. And so... He has yeah he's he's there's a huge 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 box full of presents from his friends in Latin America, and he opens them up and um, there's like some movies in there.
1: The first one is two films essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two short films. Um, one of them is about Pablo the Penguin, mm-hmm. and the other one is The Flying Gachito.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I loved the setup where Donald is setting up the camera in the film. Yes. uh, That had me rolling with laughter. (laughs) Um, Lots of good film jokes. Mm -hmm. And then the telescope peeping out of the film was cute.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Um, So Pablo the Penguin's about a penguin who lives in the Antarctica Mm -hmm. and is cold all the time. So he decides to make a boat and go north to Warmer weather, the Galapagos Isles. And he does!
0: It was cute. Sterling Holloway's back yes. as the narrator.
1: Yes, Sterling Holloway is the narrator. He definitely sounded like, mm, this is Jiminy Cricket. This is Jiminy Cricket's voice. No? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh's voice. He didn't sound like Winnie the Pooh to me. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Very common, like a familiar voice, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, yes, yes. Oh! We ran into him in Dumbo. Yes, that was when we first met. Him. Yes, different voice entirely.
0: <laughs> and then we kind of go into like some of the oh, all these birds and yeah, America. I like I liked that
1: short actually. Yeah. That was fun to see all yeah. of the different birds. And in then Latin we had America.
0: the aracan, Um, which was kind of zany and had a fun call and was straight like. Yeah, like an Alice in Wonderland bird meets Woody the Woodpecker. It felt
1: very Woody the Woodpecker. Um, very breaking the fourth wall was like his jam. That was very fun. I
0: liked him a lot. Um,
1: yeah, I liked all the I liked all the birds they featured. It was really fun mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was really cute. I forgo- I'd forgotten that. I didn't make any notes on it other than I remember I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then from there we go into the Flying Gachito, right, mm-hmm. which is about not like they introduce it, like, here's a bird that lives in a nest that looks like an oven.
0: But then here's me when I was a little boy, <laughs> and the Wikipedia page says that there, um, it, it kind of feels like we're back on in Argentina, but the Wikipedia page says it's in, um, Uruguay. Okay, okay. So it could be.
1: Yeah, it just is about a boy, and he finds a flying donkey. Um, and that's 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 the whole story, basically. He Tries to win a race with it, but it's flying donkey, mm-hmm. so it's cheating. Yep. Um, that's it. And then <laughs> it was it's cute. Like,
0: like we we'll fly away, and it's like okay, and then the, we neither of us were ever seen again for the rest of our lives.
1: Which was funny, but also I'm like you're narrating. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm confused now. And I like
0: some of the details in that, like the like the the traditional mate cup and straw, yes, which we saw okay.
1: with um, mm-hmm. Goofy. Yes, we did. Um, We saw the goofy drinking mate. They actually named it in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, They went over all the clothes that the gaucho wears again. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, But the uh, the townsfolk seemed more like caricatures in this one than they did in the Lake Titicaca. There was more.
1: I noticed that there was more um, animation detail in a different way. Like Lake Titicaca was Titicaca was very stylized. And this one had details, close-ups on hands, playing instruments, and playing the games. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt like they were a little bit caricaturistic, which I think is more like the animators were not stylizing Mm -hmm. in a particular art. So it was more like, this is just traditionally how we draw these people. Yeah. Which, yeah, was not as comfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we move on, and Donald opens up a book, a Brazil book, and we so got... this is his
1: second gift out of three.
0: Yeah, and then, so we got Jose Carioca back. Yay! And he's like, sings a song, he's like, Donald, have you ever been to Bahia? <laughs> which, is a, <laughs> which is a state in Brazil.
1: Um, and that is, the whole song is all about have you been? Bahia. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, and then eventually, Donald's like, have you ever been to Bahia? And then like at this point Jose is splitting into is split into a, like a, maybe four of four him different him birds so that he could sing the whole so he could harmonize with himself he's like yo 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 you know like me no no
1: mm.
0: so they're like okay let's go to Bahia. and then this is when it starts to get weird <laughs> yeah um, i was noticed there was a quality
1: change when we shift to yeah. the animation and i'm wondering if that's that the non film animation is easier for them to update yeah. and clean when they transition into high def uh-huh. whereas like the actual film footage and the animation on top of the film mm-hmm. cells is not easy to clean yeah. up so i wonder like we were shocked by the right clears the first time like oh I wonder if this is just remastered
0: yeah maybe um, cuz all of a sudden once they get to baia they, they start to they start to mix live action and animation yes And so, um, and at first it looks like it's, the animation is kind of, like, rear-projected. So then we've, and then we've got, um, Aurora Miranda, who is a Brazilian singer and dancer, and her, you know, she's got other singers and dancers with her, and they're kind of going around, and it looks like the animation is rear-projected so that, um, Jose and Donald can, like, kind of dance around.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was cute, um... Most of the gags centered around all of the guys being into Aurora Miranda Mm -hmm. and her not really choosing one of them, and they're all flirting with her, and that was, like, the whole point Mm -hmm. for, like, five minutes, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) It was a lot. Could have been better. (laughs) Um, this is where I started to actually get uncomfortable with like this uh, Latin women architecture. Yeah. Well. And I was like, maybe this is just like for the song because like they had the whole Bahia song and it was very romantic. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe this is just going to be the thing. And then that thing kept coming back. So uh, yeah, that was a bummer. The song was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> the dancing was fun.
0: Yeah, that's all I got for that, yeah, man. and then and then we kind of settle back out of the book, and it's was like, "Okay, Donald, time to open your next present." Wait, wait—they had a really cute animation gag with the oh, magic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, true.
1: They had shrunk themselves down to go into the book to go to Brazil, so now they're out of the book. They have to get big again. Um, so they had a really cute magic segment where. Um, Jose first, like, m- like nothing up my sleeves and, like, a little spotlight cute magic trick and then blows mm-hmm. himself bigger and then Donald tries to do it and Donald messes up. And that was actually, that was, it's like, oh, good, we're back to these animation gags that I love so much. Um, with Donald, like, grabbing the spotlight and dragging it over him. Um... It's really cool to watch the stereotypical Donald that we are so used to today. Like, he hasn't changed in 60 years, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of like a fun little, like, oh, he's, he's Donald, born on Friday the 13th, hapless and angry with a temper. Yeah. Um, but after that, they open up the third present.
0: Yep. And then our, our friend the soundtrack is back from, from Fantasia. Yes! That was so
1: cute! I had the, the guitar in the um, line. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And they did the sound waves. And then Donald got sucked into it and was a sound wave.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it was very cute. stylized and cute. And then all, and then out comes our new friend, Panchito Pistoles. <laughs> which, yikes. Yeah. Um,
1: we can talk a little about the history of the word Panchito. Um, which, to my research, came from Spain um, and is a slur for people who are born in South
0: America. Um, which is a bummer. Um... And then Pistoles, because he was a gun-tote Mexican, like, the... Yeah. Yeah, kind of a... Like, I think he, they gave him kind of the re- the revolutionary Pancho Villa look.
1: Yeah, they really did. Um, have you heard his full name? His ridiculously long name? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Um, here we go. His full name um, from a comic book, this is from a 1943 comic, is... El Gallo Jose Francisco Alessandro de Lima y de la Loma Pancho Alegre. And his nickname is Panchito. So,
0: so did I ever tell you the story of um, how my great-grandfather was kind of friends with Pancho Villa? No. Yeah, so my great-grandfather was a farmer in Chihuahua, and during the revolution, um, I think this is the beginning of them like knowing each other. Pancho Villa's men stole horses from my great grandfather,
1: oh. and
0: like he had one of the fastest horses in the county. So he went to Pancho Villa's place and said, "Hey, I think your men stole my horse because <laughs> you know that I have one of the fastest horses in the county." And then he's like, "You guys did did you did you steal did you steal Senor Taylor's <laughs> horse?" No. <laughs> well, let's go to our stables and see if Señor Taylor's horse is there. And it was. <laughs> and then Pancho was like, "Okay, guys, you give Señor Taylor his his horse back right. His horses back right now." And they were friendly after that. Probably more out of a I'm a white American, please don't I like I'm a white I'm a I'm a white guy whose parents were Americans. Please don't kill me sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, no. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, that sorry, that's my take. Yeah, that's, that's a good little story about the Taylor family. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah. Other than that, I love Panchito.
0: Yeah, he's fun. <laughs> and so they launch into the, our, our, uh, our propaganda song, The Three Caballeros. Uh extolling mm-hmm. Pan American unity. Yes. <laughs> so you've got we've got our crew now. We've got Donald, we've got Jose, we've got Panchito. <laughs> I would also like to clarify, they are the three gay
1: caballeros. That's
0: right. That is um, correct.
1: Panchito is a gay icon. He's, <laughs> he's wearing a bright pink suit with like gold trim, and he is flamboyant as all get out, and I love him. <laughs> I a cock. Other than his name. But and he's a cock. Like <laughs> And he spends the entire time cock-blocking Donald, yeah. which was amazing. Like, keeping him away from... Yeah. I well, Aunt Jose. Well, I now understand why there's so much Panchito Jose fanfiction that I, like, knew existed, but I was never <laughs> into Three Caballeros, so I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And I watched it now, and I'm like, I get it. I'm not gonna do it, but I
0: get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're getting into more of the Mexican stuff, and so, um... Um, Donald opens up his present, there's a pinata. And then he and uh Panchito's like, Okay, oh yeah, this is a this is a big thing for Christmas and then we honestly the singing jingle bells he's like, No, no <laughs> no jingle bells
1: <laughs> um. And so
0: it starts telling talking about the tradition of Las P- Posados, Mm -hmm. which um, is, like, the Mexican tradition of, like, kids going from house to house in the village, like, kind of carrying images of Mary and Joseph and the saints. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no pasado, no room, no shelter, no room, Mm -hmm. And until at the very end, and then there's the party and stuff, and it's done in very Mary Blair-esque concept art. It was lovely. It was beautiful.
1: Um, Which is the Catholic version of the piñata. Piñata goes all the way back to Maya. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was very beautiful and very cool. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then they do a fun gag of, "Okay, Donald, time now, time to hit it." And he's getting ready to hit. He's like, "No, no, no! You need to be blindfolded." Yes.
1: Um, and
0: in, in, I don't know about you, but it feels weird to me as like, oh, in 1942, Americans didn't know anything about pinatas. Cause, I mean, because we grew up with them at like every birthday party. Right. Well, much. I think probably if you were
1: from the southwest i bet you knew what a pinata was that's true that's Um, true we are because also remember we grew up in california we we did grow up in california which is why we had pinatas at every birthday party that's true (laughs) um
0: and your dad spent time in mexico and my dad's kind of mexican and
1: (laughs) um we i taught a class um that was like all immigrant students it was one of the best (laughs) classes i've ever taught um, and we read a poem about a piñata in the park, and so to like engage the students, we brought a piñata, and they were like so excited. A lot of them were from um, Latin America, not all of them. We had a few Asian students, um, and some Arabic students. But anyway, so they were just like, "Wait, you guys know what a piñata is?" And we were like, "Yeah, we know what a piñata is. <laughs> like we have them at birthday parties too." Um, but it was really fun. It was a good time. I yeah. love pinatas.
0: <laughs> and so, and then we go into our next number, which yes. is, like, so it's, like, some, um, They, they take the they, magic, magic serape. serape. <laughs> <laughs> and they go into the Mexico book, and, um, where it's lots of traditional song and dance numbers, and, again, like, layering animation onto film, or yeah. doing kind of a, creating, like, a soundstage with, uh animated back like rear projection yeah so it
1: felt very much like saludos amigos is like here's our south america documentary with some animation shorts and now we're like here's our mexico documentary and it was really long Mm -hmm. and i wish that they like either hadn't done the first few shorts and just made it like three caballeros and we're (laughs) gonna tour mexico and Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of brazil Mm -hmm. but they didn't do that they had like the whole animation thing in the beginning. Well,
0: I mean, it was only 72 minutes. The whole thing was 72 minutes, it and it didn't. did not feel that no, like that at it all. Didn't. And it was a much darker kind of, like... It wasn't as much... They weren't having as much fun with it, if that makes sense. It wasn't... Like, or the shorts... Maybe it's just because the shorts always had kind of, like, the down note at the end. Like, with the penguin, it was like, oh, well... And then he was like, well, and then he wished he could go back to the South Pole. Yeah,
1: you're right. And then even, like... The- Gauchitos, like, mm-hmm.
0: and then they never, then never saw, saw us again. again.
1: <laughs> um, well, and it also it didn't help that a good sixty percent, uh, even seventy percent of the Mexico footage was
0: Donald w- chasing after pretty Mexican girls. Yes.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable Especially and very dull
0: on the beach and stuff. Which, um, you saw me go like boom, like time to write something down. <laughs> yeah. but I was writing down a note. Um of uh, when, my, when my grandparents were first married, they lived in Mexico for a while, and I'm trying to remember, I don't remember what city they were going to. They lived in Chihuahua, and maybe they were going down to Mexico City, maybe they were going to Juarez or something like that. They went to a big city, and they for, at first they stayed at like the hotel that all the Americans usually stay at, and everyone was complaining all the time about the bad service, and people were just so whiny. You know, this was back in the day, like this was the mid-50s, or so and mid to late 50s and so like the americans were upset with everything and they were like you know not everything was quite as nice the dining room wasn't open all the time blah 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 and then event and then somebody was like you know you know told my grandpa i'm like You know, maybe you shouldn't go to the place that's catering to the Americans. So they went to the Hilton in the city, which catered to the rich Mexicans, and it was way better. (laughs) It was so much better (laughs) because it was like because it was the place for the fancy locals, not for the not for the not for the cheap colonizer tourists. Nice. And for some reason, that just sparked that story that my grandma told me last month.
1: (laughs) Probably because it was a nice touristy beach. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Although, but like. There everyone. was no indication that anyone there was a right. tourist. All the right. all the Mexican girls just happened to be light skinned. Yes, which Maybe. probably isn't an accident. No,
1: but um, the all all of it was in Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. and it, like it was fun to have. Like, I love animation interacting with yeah. live action. I and love they did that. some really
0: good things that, like, of all yeah. the girls, like, kind of ganging up on Donald. <laughs> yeah, which was I fine. liked them
1: like tossing him in the blanket. Mm-hmm. It was cute. I like he grabs a girl's cape and like they pulled it off. Like that was a cute little gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there was some cute animation goofs in it. And um, then...
0: Kind of wrapped that up, and then at the end, they're like, oh, and here's um, here's Mexico City at night, and here are the stars and the city lights, and then we get um, Dora Luz singing a song called You Belong to My Heart, and Donald is in love with her, and so am I. And
1: <laughs> but Panchito keeps cock-blocking him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it gets really weird and surreal real Very quick. Very
1: surreal and, and odd.
0: Yeah. Um, we get lots of, like, surreal imagery, and then there's another dance singer and dancer who comes up, and at first she's doing, like, traditional Hawkins stuff. mm mm-hmm. Her dance was amazing. It was, yeah, it was great. It was beautiful. Why did we need to have Donald, like,
1: flirting with her while she's just dancing? Like, it was so unnecessary. I know.
0: And, um... And then you get, and then, she, and then like, quick change, and then the scenery changes, and you can tell we're in the north now because there are cactuses everywhere, mm-hmm. and then she comes out, and she's in the um, Charo costume, and so, and they start sit- playing, like, a song from the revolution, and then it gets weird and surreal again, and then, and then boom, we're back to the three caballeros. Yes, and which there's is a, a nice conclusion. And there's a bullfight and fireworks. <laughs> Finn in, uh, red, in red, white, and green for mm-hmm. Mexico. Finn in um, green, green, yellow, young, blue. young, blue for Brazil. And then the end in red, white, and blue. Pan-American unity! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Screw the Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well we don't need to we don't need to do anything to unify with them. They're already white.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're British and French and sure. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the animation gags and goofs at the end. Mm-hmm. Um I like Donald is like trying to like well, there's they do like the silhouette of the girls, but then it's actually the three caballeros, they just have like the long sexy dancer legs. Which I think that's fun. hilarious. Yeah, I that
0: love that. That was um, a, that was a fun mix of it.
1: Yeah, there was just a lot going on. Yeah, it
0: was, yeah, it was kind of a lot to take in. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, Yeah. I think that... Yeah, Saludos Amigos is a buy, and Three Caballeros is a rent. That's my verdict. Yeah,
1: well, and I absolutely understand why, like, so many people want a Three Caballeros movie,
0: right? Like,
1: we want a feature film that's done up for this time period featuring Panchito and Jose and Donald. Mm -hmm. That would be so fun. There's a lot you could do. Like, their
0: characters are really interesting. Yeah, you you could do a lot more with it now, I think. Like,
1: you've got Panchito, who's your, like, hot-headed, energetic, (laughs) Mm -hmm. wild idea guy, and then Jose would be... Like your flirty, cool, r- cool, romantic, light up his cigar in his suit, and then Donald, who's like your tempered, chaos-driven. I, don't, I, I think there's a lot of potential they're, there.
0: They're they're a very good combination. Yeah,
1: um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and
0: um, they're all three. They're in they're in Small World together.
1: Yes, they are in Small World together in the Mexico, Latin America
0: segment. Yeah, I it's still it's still like. It drives me insane that they split up. That they split up the British Isles, and, yep. and not yep. Asia, and not yeah, not Latin America, Yep. <laughs> oh, not Africa, and not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I kinda wish, oh, and like the American pull- section is like cowboys and farmers,
0: and Indian, and like two Indians yep. plus Toy Story, and like I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to like I'm trying to like pull out my bottom eyelids like stitch <laughs> right now.
1: <sighs> yeah, <laughs>
0: but yeah, overall, pretty pretty good for the early forties.
1: Oh, for the early forties is amazing. This yeah, is better extre- than anything. Ext-
0: extremely, pr- yeah, <laughs> extremely progressive for the early forties.
1: Um, yeah, and like. Obviously politically charged, Mm -hmm. middle, like, not the middle, we're in the beginning of World War II, Mm -hmm. um, middle for Europe, but it's very, um, fun, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and better than I expected, honestly. Um. And, yeah.
0: And speaking of the war, next week! Yes. We are doing something a little bit different again. A little bit different, um. We're gonna do two shorts. Two shorts. um, Um. to go we're gonna our, our next feature is one that probably haven't heard of because it's nonfiction. hmm It's called Victory Through Air Power and it's kind of a war technology documentary told through animation and so we're gonna watch that and we're gonna watch two shorts with it we're gonna watch the spirit of 43 and we're gonna watch De Furer's face so next next week is going to be our World War two episode
1: yeah so it'll be different
0: so yeah but fun war dad but make it Disney
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, which is
0: my aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that'll be um, fun, and I'm excited for that yeah, one. Yeah, um, me too. So it's gonna be very different, and I've never seen. I don't. I think I've seen Dufferer's face. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen anything else that we're gonna be watching. The
0: Spirit of Forty Three is one of my personal favorites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Cool. 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 So yeah, um, yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, so until next week, um, you can find us at Drawn Out Cast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find me at Chaser Tiff and me at Brooke and Mimi. Um, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week. Adios, amigo. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.